welcome back to the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I offer an analysis of the content found in the Heidelberg Catechism. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism for its easy-to-follow structure of 52 Lord's Days. Last week, we began our journey through the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are found in the book of Exodus in chapter 20 and in Deuteronomy chapter 5. They're simply divided into two main parts. The first part, which speaks of our relationship with God, and the second, our relationship with our neighbor. When Jesus was approached by the leaders of this day about which one was the greatest commandment, he simply answered them, that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and your strength, and the second greatest commandment, which is to love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus, borrowing from Deuteronomy chapter 6, speaks to the leaders of this day to remind them that what the Lord does require of us is that we love Him above all things. God requires nothing but full devotion to Himself. That's why the first commandment says, You shall have no other gods before me. And the second one is similar to it, but it speaks more specifically about idolatry. Exodus chapter 20 verse 4 reads, You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. In summary, we should not make false idols and worship them. In context, remember that the people of God, the Israelites, during those days were familiar with idol worship. That was the culture of their day. The pagan nations around them worshipped carved images, images that were manipulated and created by men. Hence why God says, thou shalt not make any idols for yourself, any image or anything in the likeness of anything that is either on earth or in heaven. On earth meaning created things that we can see like animals, reptiles, and so forth and so on that was common in those days. And also the stars of the heaven or the sun or the moon, which was worshipped by many pagan nations during those days. Our challenge is today in a post-Christian and secular culture is not necessarily to make carved images and idols as such that we worship, but that we worship our children, our jobs, our spouses, women, men, money, power, and many other things that do become our idols. Though we may not call them idols, they certainly take our devotion from the Lord and anything that takes our full commitment from God and our devotion from Him becomes our gods and therefore our idols. Therefore, the believer is to be careful as to where he's placing his devotion to, his time, his efforts, his money, his priorities, and his intentions. Check yourself and perhaps identify some idols that you may be worshiping right now. Well, on to the Heidelberg Catechism. It begins with this question related to the Second Commandment. It says, what does God require in the Second Commandment? The answer is, 
that we in no way make any image of God nor worship him in any other way than he has commended us in his word. One thing that I believe is missing from this answer is the fact that we are not to make any image, not necessarily just of God, but of anything else that may resemble God or may become a God to us, like the second commandment in Exodus chapter 20 points to. Nevertheless, the answer does help us understand that our devotion, our worship, that is the word that is used here in the Heidelberg Catechism, should be to God and to God alone. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, God also warned the Israelites about the idea of idolatry. In chapter 4, verses 15 through 19, it says, Take careful take careful heed to yourselves, for you saw no form when the Lord spoke to you at Horeb, out of the midst of the fire, lest you act corruptly and make for yourselves a carved image in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, or the likeness of any animal that is on the earth, or the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the air, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, or the likeness of any fish, and he goes on and on and on. Understand this, folks. God cannot be replicated nor manipulated. Isaiah 40, 18 and 15 says, To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare him to? To whom then will you liken me or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Of course, nothing. But yet, we as human beings decide to rebel against God. Romans chapter 1, verses 22 and 24 actually speaks of it. It says, Professing to be wise, they became fools, and fools indeed, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible men, and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them to uncleanliness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Paul spoke of this idolatry. He said also in Acts chapter 19, verse 29, Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone or something shaped by art or men's devising. If indeed we choose to worship a false idol, whatever that is, in our lives, God will not stop us, but there will be consequences for our rebellion. Why? Because again, in the Ten Commandments in chapter 20 of Exodus and also in Deuteronomy chapter 5, it says that God is a jealous God. As a matter of fact, Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 24 says that God is like a consuming fire, a jealous God. Why? Because God does not share his glory with anyone and neither should he because he's God Almighty. He alone is worthy to receive praise and glory and honor above all things besides any being or any thing that has been created. Well, though this was a problem for the Israelites, it certainly became a later problem to Christians who through the Roman Catholic Church begin to develop the idea of images and saints to be worshipped. The reformers came against such ideas and such practices, forbidding the prayers to the saints, whether they were apostles or Mary, or any other saint that was so-called a saint by the Catholic Church, as a means of worship, or a person that or an idol who is a person that should be worshipped to and prayed to. And this leads us to the next question in Heidelberg Catechism, Day 35. May we not make any image at all? Well, the answer is, God may not and cannot be imaged in any way. 
As for creatures, though they may indeed be imaged, yet God forbids the making or keeping of any likeness of them, either to worship them or to serve God by them. Again, the Israelites were tempted to worship their gods, who are their gods, while the pagan gods of the pagan nations among them. Later on, thousands of years later, the temptation of the church was that we would make martyrs the object of our worship, perhaps apostles, perhaps even Mary. But God is not divided. Just as Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, where he speaks of him and Apollos as being the locus of any devotion, and they shouldn't be because God is not divided. Christ is not divided. So what were the people of God in the Old Testament and also the people of God now to do about such idols? Well, we are to destroy them. Exodus chapter 34, Deuteronomy chapter 7, Deuteronomy 12 and 16 says that we are to destroy them. Well, as we begin to wrap up this episode of the Preacher's Devo podcast, let me remind you of what Dr. Jones pinpoints as the focus of the second commandment. He says, the second commandment focuses on the external worship of God. He says, believers are not only to worship the correct God, the first commandment, but also they must worship the correct God correctly, the second commandment. He continues, said differently, the first two precepts of the Decalogue teach that believers must not worship a false God or worship the true God falsely. Indeed, in the divine economy, it is clear that how man worships is just as important as whom he worships. These concepts are essentially interrelated, for one's perception of God will affect one's worship of God, as well as one's personal and moral relationship with Him. Brian Edwards pointedly says, Human nature is sufficiently perverse as to turn almost anything into an object of magical trust or worship. And one final observation, again from Dr. Jones. God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. Only God can make an image of himself. Man, then, is not to fashion an image of God to worship, but rather to worship the God in whose image he is made. Well, folks, that's it for the Preacher's Devo podcast, episode number 35. And until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep growing in Christ. Feel free to subscribe and to share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless.